Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Hello and welcome again to The Art of Social Media. Today we have with us Tim. Tim is a social media social selling innovator and pioneer ranked by Analytica as number one most influential person globally for social selling. Wow, that's a pretty huge title. I'm going to get get into details as to how you get there. So wonderful. Tim, currently you are the CEO and co-founder of DL Ignite, Digital Leadership Associates, where you train organizations and everyone across the organization, not just salespeople, to transform their mindset into social selling. I want to know more about that as well, Tim. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. It's I love talking about this and sharing the knowledge and, and getting more people understanding what this is about, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what things are in the marketplace. So it's really good to talk about it and, and straighten things out. Wonderful. Tim, why don't you give us some background? How did you get into social selling? What's your origin story? So I'm a salesperson and I've been in sales for 25 years. My background is selling accounting systems, or we have a posh name for it, which is ERP. And I was probably, when we got into the, um, back in 2013, 2014, my manager said that we needed to get into using social, and I resisted it. I thought it was a waste of time. And I put it off for six months and then decided to get onto Twitter, and then found I quite enjoyed it. And then I started my social journey, and then I actually realized I wanted to talk to people about social rather than sell ERP systems. And... All of a sudden, things seem to happen really quickly, which is I got a, a, a book deal with Kogan Page. I happened to meet uh, Matt Reynolds, who was my co-author on the first book. So that was written in 2015. I mean, I met him for coffee and he said, I've written five books already. I'll give Kogan Page a call. Within three months, we had a book deal. And I'd never written a book before. And, and so I had, went through that process. Um, that was written in 2015, came out in 2016. And then I've I've written... There's a lot of talk in the marketplace about merging sales and marketing and how did that work. So um, I wrote a book with two other uh, friends of mine called Smarketing, which is all about merging sales and marketing system. And then I've got my third book, which is the, the second edition of the first book, which is just me that's written it. Matt didn't want to come on the journey. And what I've done is I've completely updated this uh, from the 2015 2016 book and it's just come out so um, it's up to date and, and that's kind of my journey I set up DLA Ignite with Adam Gray this is our seventh year purely because we saw in the marketplace of the world had changed with social media you know the world as business has changed and society's changed and what we wanted to do was we didn't want to become a full service agency which is where you do everything what we wanted to do is just be known to be specialists around social. And that's what we are. We're, we're specialists around social. We do more than just sales, but depending on where the conversation goes today will be depending on whether I put, open that up as well. But we, what we do is we see ourselves as the, the market leading social agency, but certainly globally, and we're doing things that nobody else in the world is doing. Interesting. This is quite a journey and I'm excited to kind of uh, learn more about the book itself. We'll get to that. But help me understand. What is social selling in your own definition? Good question. It's not sending people spammy messages on social. That that's that's sending spammy messages on social. Problem is, is that most organisations are fixated because of of history interruption. So if you think about cold calling, email marketing, advertising, it's all based on interruption. I interrupt you and I pitch something. 
And the, the modern audience has had enough of all that. We've had enough of all this crap being sent to us. And what happens is that most people think that what we need to do on social, that means we have to interrupt. And of course, actually, social media is actually the clues in the title. It's social media, which means that you're social, which actually means that you have conversations. So I've actually got a definition, which is social selling is using your presence and behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust, which leads to conversations and commercial interactions. The key thing about this is what we're using social to do is to have a conversation because what you sell and what I sell needs us to have a conversation. It's very unlikely someone's going to come to the website and just say, I'm going to buy one of those. Maybe that will happen, but it's not going to be the largest percentage of the way that we sell. So what we need to do is generate conversations. Conversations create sales. And the mistake that people make on social is that they think it's about posting. It's about commenting. It can be part of that. But what we want is a conversation. So what you get is, you, for example, you've got this whole employee advocacy industry, which is worth billions of dollars, which is basically posting out brochures and pamphlets and brochureware, which actually nobody's interested in because research shows that nobody comes to social media to read a brochure. I can get to your website to do that. What you want is content or you want is you want to be in a position that you're creating those conversations because conversations create sales. And what we do is that we we teach people to have those conversations. Now, the people may be in sales, the people may be in HR because the modern buyer is the same as the modern job hunter and the same as the modern investor. They're all looking, we're all on social media. 60% of the world's population, according to data, is now on social media. Each person of that 60% spend two hours, 27 minutes a day on social media. They're active on social media. So we know that our buyers, our prospects, our future employees, our future investors, all of these people are on social and what we need to do is find a way to connect those people, have conversations and build relationships. Uh, I love how you kind of uh, made it really simple. Social selling is not just kind of, you know, advertising your product. It's actually creating those conversations. So actually creating those content, which generates conversations, which kind of leads to sales. So that's that's the cycle of social selling, I assume. I'm sorry to break it to people, but nobody looks at adverts. Come on. We know what you're going to say. You're going to, everybody goes to the market and says the same thing. Buy my product because we're great. You know, I come from a background of selling accounting systems. Oracle, SAP, Sage, you name it. They all say the same thing. We're the best accounting system in the world. And we don't believe them, but they carry on saying it. And so we're in this situation where as buyers, we've completely changed the way We've changed the way that we buy because now what we're doing is that we're going online. We've all got one of these. And, you know, if I tell you that the iPhone is the best mobile phone in the world, you can go online and find 10 articles that says the Samsung's the best mobile phone in the world. And therefore, that's the empowerment that we have. If we go to market and say, buy my product because it's great, no one's going to believe us. We're wasting our money. What we need to be doing is going out and having authentic conversations with people and showing people who we are, because the only USP that we have nowadays is who we are. My experience, my the way that we've traveled, the way that we've, um, you know, what we think, that's what's unique. And that's what the modern buyer, the modern job hunter and that are all looking for. They're looking for you, your, they're looking for you and what your culture is. And we're doing that on social media. 
And that's that's the difference and the change that's taken place in the world, especially, I mean, COVID accelerated it. We spotted this probably 10 years ago, started the business six years ago, but we've seen, you know, when we started up, people laughed at us. They thought we were very niche. It was really funny. Everyone was going to carry on cold calling and then COVID happened and we all started living online. And we saw this tipping point take place in October 2020. Certainly in the UK, we had we had a lockdown in March, March, April, May, June, and July. And everyone said, okay, that's all over. And then we went into another lockdown. And then the government here said, and Christmas, you're not going to have Christmas. You can forget about it. And that was when everyone realized we needed to pivot our company to actually work online work from home, and we need to be selling online. And that's, we, we've seen a massive change take place, certainly from that, that day back in 2020. Absolutely. COVID was a great accelerant, but people have realized that uh, sales is not cold calling. Sales is a lot more complex and so it plays an important role in there as well. Let's take an example, right? You have a lot of experience selling ERPs and accounting systems. If there were a new brand to start up in accounting, for example, right? Selling an accounting software, how would they kind of tap into social selling? How would they kind of use social as a part of to create content and conversations and hence sales? The same as how we started off, which is using social the way it should be used, which is, so there's three things that you need to have. One is you need to have what we call a biocentric profile. This is your profile on online. So if you think about it, your LinkedIn profile is a shop window to the world, okay? There's 850 million people on LinkedIn and they walk past your LinkedIn profile every day. What do they think? Do they think, oh, here's someone looking for a job because if their LinkedIn profile is a CV, they're obviously looking for a job. Or do they go, that looks interesting. I think that person could help me. And I actually think that person looks like a person that I could deal with rather than the typical salesperson where we say, I don't like you, I don't believe a word you say, I don't trust you, and you're going to try and sell me some shit that I don't want to buy. This is a transformation that's taking place away from traditional ways of, of you know, 1980s selling to actually selling in a social environment. So that's the first thing you need is a biocentric profile. The second thing you need is a network. So by my desk, I've got this big pile of business cards which is the way that it used to happen. They used to give people business cards. Now we connect to people on social media. What we need to be doing is connecting to the people that we want to influence. Not in a, hey, buy my product because it's great, because no one will connect to you. You'll get a very low response, but in a way to actually create conversations. So the emphasis is on them. I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm interested in learning from you. I'm interested in what your business does. What we're doing is that we're serving the, the individuals. And what we need to do is connect to, we need a, a, as big and as, as varied marketplace that we can, um, a network that we can have. LinkedIn allows you to connect to 200 people a week. And as a salesperson, that's an ability to have 200 conversations. We should be taking up that that option. The third thing that we need is content. And the reason why we need content is that we know that our buyers are looking at, they're looking for insight. They're looking to be entertained. They're looking to be told things that they don't know already. They're looking to be able to take content and go back to their organization and look clever. So what we need to do is we need to provide that. Now, we won't provide that by telling people that we, we have a great product and a great company because we know that already. We know you're going to say that. What we're looking for is insight, something that's going to help us, maybe something that's going to entertain us and make us laugh. Now, what you're able to do is 
when you you ask the question as to how does a how does an organization do this well the first thing you do would impact would be to empower your sales team to go on go on to social and to be able to have walk ultimately walk, walk digital corridors and have digital conversations this is the, the ability to see for people to see you as someone that, that can actually help them so I, i'll give you an example uh namus consulting which is an oracle partner they're clients of ours they're they're online we've trained them and um they had a, a client that was on social media looking for what they they sold they saw a salesperson and said i think you could help me they contacted them there was then a classic buyer seller conversation that turned into a 2.6 million dollar deal they've taken another half a million of dollars out of this this is not chicken feed this is not people selling 50 items this is people making serious business decisions and investments because and what when you do that you're going to want to make sure that the organization that you're working with and the people you're working with but also the fact is the matter is that the salesperson are connected to people so it wasn't just luck this person found them they'd actually made a decision to actually connect so i've got a one of the people that works for me they they have a particular target account they're connected to 1000 people in that account the company has 40000 people they're connected to the whole of the c suite in the uk and the whole of the c suite in the us and they've done that over time building connections with the people but by doing that what their their ability to actually sell to that account is is far greater you know if you're not connected or you're only connected to one person you're unlikely to sell to them and then the third thing is about having that content now if you think about if you do that and empower your sales team they're going to be basically creating a, a network across all the accounts that you want to influence they're going to be seen every single day because they're going to be creating content and they're going to be people that you're going to go that's an organization i want to do business with now you might not want to do it today but also you may want to say when we do it that's the organization we want to work with but what you're also finding is that because people the other companies their competition are not doing this they're losing out so we talk about digital digital dominance what that is is that when an organization does this and if you do it at scale so you train your sales people you train your human resources people you train your purchasing people your customer service people gradually what you do is you push the oxygen and everything out of what the competition are doing you are the only thing that people are seeing on social media and you know we have a client cyberhawk which is they're a drones company and that's what they've done they've been able to push that completely out. Chris Fleming the CEO has very kindly contributed to the um, social selling book. He set himself he set the business up 2 years as a digital organization. Digital not in applications but digital in terms of the people. The whole of the C suite are online. The CIO, the CEO, the CFO, the CRO, the CMO, all of them are online. the CIO talks to other CIOs the CFO is searching for is looking for conversations with the CFOs and not necessarily selling something but they're using social media as the network for them to get what they want so anybody that's starting up all they need to do is to do this and start building you know we're a small business we've got 15 people but we're number one in our market you know all of the people that work for me gets more engagement than any of the posts that IBM puts out Now IBM have 300,000 employees. I don't have a single person with an MBA or a PhD working for me, but BM um but IBM do. Why is it that I'm able to do it and IBM it doesn't? But it's because IBM don't understand social. 
whereas we do, and we understand how to scale. And any organization that's starting today needs to be able to get on social, and it doesn't take a lot of effort to actually scale that out. You know, we're a global business with 15 people. This is the new world of, of how you how you run businesses. I like the fact that the drone company, the clients are all, the C-suite is entirely online, like participating in conversations. That's very impactful. And how salespeople need to kind of create that content at scale. But how do you create the content at scale? If I'm a new accounting organization software, for example, what kind of content I'm creating? Am I talking about accounting trends? Am I talking about some insights on how to save taxes? How do I attract people? The thing about content, quite often you'll get people saying, I don't understand how to do it or I don't know what to do. And really, it's it's we liken it to a muscle. You know, the first time you go to the gym, you can't pick up the weights. Give it a couple of months and, you know, you can start, you'll actually start seeing the content out there. You know, the best places to get content, you know, when you go to meetings and, you know, I was having a meeting today and uh, it's actually with a, a client and she's moved on and she's um, hopefully going to bring us into the place that she's moved to. and. The uh, the previous company, they used to do, they were creating communities. And one of the things that they did was that they had dinners. And she said, uh, she, she used to, there would be 10 people at a dinner. And uh, she said, I did all those sitting in my bed. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, I could, I could get 10 C-suite sweet people just sitting in my bed. She said, what I used to do was put the kids, she's got two twins. She said, I used to put them to bed. And then I was used to sit there. And I, one evening, I would better knock out and get 10 C-suite people um, to a dinner just by using social. She said, that's just how I got my job. She said, I just emailed, um, sent a message to the CEO based on what we taught her to do. And she said, I got this job. And that's it, which is that, you know, if you've got the the ability and you understand what it means to be social, that, you know, you've got an ability to scale and scale extremely fast. Interesting. So content creation is something that you learn over time. You've got to just start somewhere. And I think that what happens is that people consume different types of content. So some people will read the written words, some people will watch videos. So you need to make sure that there's a, a different type of content that you're putting out. So it's not, you're not putting out the same content every day. I've just finished a podcast. I've done a written uh, blog today. I did a video, one and a half minute video on Monday, because I know that the people are, and, and really what you're doing is that you're, you know, you get inspiration from meetings that you go to. You may get inspiration from a post that you see online. You, you know, th- there's other, you know, for example, Gartner may put out some research and what you do is you say, you know, the whole thing isn't, no one's going to read the whole thing and it's pointless putting it out. But what you could do is say, you know, paragraph three, this really resonated with me. And and this figure here of, you know, like there was a report recently from IDC and, and um, SAP that said 60% of of buyers basically make decisions based on what they read on social media. Now, the rest of the report was, I wasn't interested in it at all, but that one line, I pulled it out and I turned it into a blog and discussed about it. So, you know, there's lots of different ways of creating content, but the thing is, is it's authentic. People come to me and say, you know, I read this or I read that because they know what you're producing is not an advert. It's actually producing or giving them something to help. So, you know, we put something out every day about how they can social sell better. So, you know, People who follow me know that they're going to, you know, know that they're going to learn something. And, and it's also about education as well. Whatever you sell, ultimately, as a salesperson, you're the expert. And what you're able to do is, is explain to people little bits and pieces in terms of the, the piece of content. So quite a few ways really to generate content. 
be it like summarizing a report or be it like putting a point of view or taking things out from a meeting and putting it online. But not making it, the thing is, is it's not, this is not an advert about your company and it's not about showing people how clever you are. The trick is, is that, well, the mistake that most people make when they write a white paper, for example, is that they think, right, I need to take all 150 things I know and put them into a white paper. But nobody reads white papers because if I give you 2,000 words, you'll say, that's really interesting. And I'm going to put it in that folder on my uh, desktop and I'll read it when I'm dead. Whereas if I give you 300 words about one particular subject, you'll read it now and you'll learn something. Now, you don't know that something is good until you've read it. And so if you read one and go, oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Didn't think Tim Hughes isn't the idiot that I thought he was. And then you read another one and go, actually, Tim actually may know what he's talking about. Then you read another one and then you read another one. Go, actually, this guy's know, guy knows what he's talking about. In fact, I'm going to recommend him to my friends. And this is the thing is that if you when you start, you may get no readers at all. But as you build up over time, what you're doing is that you're building a library of, of stuff for start search will find that you'll start being found through search but also what you'll find is that you'll start building reputation in terms of uh, sharing stuff that's interesting and as we know from the example from namos people are online looking for this stuff and if you're putting out golden nuggets and they go this is exactly what i need this is this company know what they're talking about they might be talking about particular business problem in a particular vertical so for example we had a particular uh, private equity company as a target so we did all the things. There's no shortcuts here. We we have the uh, biocentric profile. We had the network and we connected to the people that we wanted to influence in this company. And we put out a piece of content on the Monday. On the Tuesday, the managing director phoned us up and said, that's really interesting. It was about finding uh, expansion in international markets because that's what they wanted to do. We found that was the business issue that the private equity company had. Uh, we presented to the board on the Wednesday. We presented to the bigger board on the Friday and we got purchase order on the Monday following week. Now, what we did was that we were very, very clear and structured in what we were doing. You know, we had the biocentric profile. We had connected to the people that we knew that we needed to connect to and other people that may influence them. We put it, we then said, we know what the business issue is, right? And we actually wrote that piece of content for one individual. Now it went out for all 850 people, million people to read on LinkedIn, but we'd written it for that particular individual because we'd written it in terms of the, in certain private equity, they may be looking for international expansion. Da, 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 da. This is the way that you would do it. Sometimes you may write a piece of content for a very broad audience, but often what you're doing is that you're writing content maybe for an individual or an, an, an account. And we do this if, if we get ghosted or we're trying to close accounts and stuff like that. What you're doing is that you're using content within as a tool within the sales process to get people's attention and to get people to re-engage with you or it's a sophisticated device that you can use. And once you actually get used to using it, it's not a, people often say, oh, I don't, don't have time to write content. If you don't have time to write content, you're not going to sell in the digital world. You need to understand that content is a, is a tool that you use on a daily basis. Content and writing content is prospecting time. And that's one of the things that leaders often don't think. Well, what? I've got people writing content, they're prospecting. The example in private equity, that looks like a, refined version of laser-focused account-based marketing? Like you focused on what? It is account-based marketing, but yeah, it is. Just account-based uh, marketing. That looks like a focused version of social selling, right? Accounts-based marketing is like social selling? 
Well, yeah, a lot of people, account-based marketing for a lot of people is marketing and we're going to shuffle the deck chairs on the Titanic and call it something else. I mean, you know, what happens with you know, what happens with a lot of account-based marketing is that they just send brochures out to people, but do it in a very, and no one's interested. You know, for, for account-based marketing to work, first and foremost, it should be the salesperson that's making the contact because the relationship should be the, with the salesperson. This is how you shorten sales cycles. So what we do will increase your... Uh, revenue by 30% and reduce your sales cycle by 20% by getting the salesperson to make the contact. They should understand the business issue. They should understand uh, the account. They should understand what's on the whiteboard of the people that are in those accounts, and they should be writing the authentic content. If it's just a, another way of sending brochures to people, I'm sorry, but you need to you need to come out in the 1980s and come to the 2023s. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, Thanks for listening.